What's up, guys? Dave Van Alken here, episode 118 of the DVA show. How are you doing? Hopefully, you guys had a great week in UFC 277, officially in the books. July is officially in the books as well. Uh, unbelievable, crazy. Time flies by, right? Summer's flying by, fights are flying by. I remember when they made the Ultimate Fighter, that poster of Nunez versus Pena, and uh, you know, finally the rematch was going to happen. Uh, now it's gone. It's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. And even UFC 278 is around the corner. Edwards, uh, Usman, two this weekend coming up. The Ultimate Fighter again, our girl Juju, uh, Juliana Miller, and uh, big fighter Tiago Santos, Jamal Hill in the main event. But guys, we're going to recap UFC 277. Go down through a couple of the fights, mainly going to stay in the co in the main. Uh, definitely, we're going to give Amanda Nunes her flowers. We're going to talk about really goat status, something I heard in the press conference that Dana said. And, uh, you know, yeah, you know us. We're just not going to break down fight by fight. It's not our thing. I got those are the two things I really want to talk about is uh, Nunes. And then also something that I saw that I heard a lot going into this card, UFC 277. So let me just stick there. Yeah, busy. Um, you know us, right? We had a busy last weekend. I was at Island Fight 73 commentating. Uh, we had a really great time doing that. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that show myself. And Brock Weaver were commentating on it. Definitely a good time out there. And uh, this week we have our guy, Eddie Martinez. He's flying out to New York City. We have PFL New York. I think Anthony Pettis, stack card, huge fans of what the PFL is doing. And uh, But myself, uh, personally, we're hopefully going to have a lighter week here at Fight Finesse. We have a uh, our family vacation is lined up, so hopefully we can put the phone down a little bit, put the podcasting down a little bit. We got Ben and Bananas coming with myself, Ryan Quinn, and L Wagman. But other than that, guys, it might be a lighter week in Fight Bananas land, but uh, we'll keep rolling on our social, so stick with us. Um, yeah, this is start with Amanda Nunes going into uh, another theory of something I heard about the pay-per-view card itself and then move it forward. So Manny Nunez reclaimed the double champ status um, in uh, an all-time performance. Let's just kind of say that. It's one of her best performances ever. She's had quicker performances. She's had um, maybe even more dominant, if I can say. But I just think the pressure of her trying to reclaim her title, uh, Juliana Pena, to me, is just gained even more traction and more credibility even through that performance just her tough her granite her chin her dog all that right so i just thought it was one of the best performances to me uh from amanda nunez in her mixed martial arts career and now she's double champ again uh dc did it right he was the double champ conor mcgregor did it he was the double champ but neither men <laughs> defended the titles right like neither men made multiple title defenses. Neither men went back and forth. Amanda Nunez is going bantamweight, featherweight. She fought uh, our girl Felicia Spencer in the featherweight division, Amiga and Anderson in the featherweight division. Uh, we're going to bring it up because we're going to kind of track some of her career moves to some of the greatest of all time career moves. So, yeah, GDR, UFC 245. Guys, forget about that. Holly Holm. So, uh, Amanda Nunes, one of the all-time uh, performances, getting her back her title. Um, so in the press conference, Dana White was asked, where does she land in the GOAT status? And man or female, and, and everyone kind of even going into this fight, and I'm one of those people too, I have Amanda Nunes as the greatest female fighter in the history of the sport. Going into this fight, whatever, regardless what the, the ending Juliana could have knocked out man in the first round. She could have dropped her gloves, followed Cowboy Cerrone, and uh, 
you know, followed some greats in the last couple of weeks, stepping away from the game. And I, I would have called her the GOAT. To me, she's the greatest of all time. And with that question, even Dana said he thinks John Jones and hey, I'm 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 pr- inside the octagon. I'm pretty lean on that. I'm I agree with that. And then he mentioned Kamar Usman, and I thought that was really, um, you know, I know he's the next pay per view. I know Dana White's a, a promoter. Uh, he's 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 created the juggernaut. It was probably the right smart business move thing to say. I I get that, but when he said Kamar Usman. It just it really ruffled my feathers, especially what Amanda just did, and I'm going to go through it. And then, of course, you have the usuals, right? You have your usual suspects of GSP, Habib Nurmagomedov, um, you know, other guys, older, older guys, George St. Pierre, all of that. So let me just kind of break down my I, – I don't understand, and I've been saying this now for multiple years underneath this banner that – uh, there's no argument anymore with Amanda Nunes not being the GOAT female. I just don't understand why she doesn't get enough uh, credit or validation or or why is she, why is Amanda Nunes not in the argument for just GOAT? Why do we have to put uh, restrictions? Why do we have to put, um, you know, handcuffs on man or female? Her, what she's done in the um, the parameters of what she can do as a female bantamweight and featherweight, to me, she is easily, definitely in the argument or this conversation we're about to have for the next 10 minutes of the greatest mixed martial artists of all time. So John Jones, Dana White said, I, I kind of agree. I, I agree. I think inside that cage, he is unquestionably to me, the, the greatest of all time. Just, 205 and, and how long he did it, the longevity. His last fight was Dominic Reyes of 2020, February, right? Right before pa- the pandemic. And he kind of started that run. He defeated uh, Shogun Rua at 2011, March of 2011. Shogun, Rampage, Machida, Sugar, Belfort, Sonnen, Gus, Glover, DC, OSP, DC, Gus, Anthony Smith, Tiago Santos, Dominic Reyes. Like, guys, that's incredible. That's incredible. I'm going to really, I'm going to use Amanda Nunez's um, versatility because, especially being in two different weight classes, I think that's a huge plus for Amanda. She gets the best out of the best because sometimes when you're the greatest, and I'm going to, this is where I think it hurts you, Smith, a little bit. When you're the best welterweight in the world, sometimes there's not a plethora of different welterweight contenders. So you kind of get stuck in a lot of rematches that he's even doing in three weeks at UFC 278. It's Edwards versus Usman 2. So that's Jones. And there, I'm not going to argue if, if if you think it's Jones inside the octagon. I, I, I agree. And Dana said it. So I'm not going to – we're not here to argue Amanda versus John. I'm here to really not even just argue about Amanda being – two right it's really about amanda versus usman and just amanda in the conversation why can't we just start throwing amanda nunez into this mount rushmore top five top three wherever you want to lay with her uh, with the greatest mixed martial artists of all time she we need to start pushing the envelope with amanda just forget about using the f word in front of her female let's put her as top three, top five goat of all time. So here's 
So Dana White said Kamara Usman. And uh, Kamara Usman, I know he fights in three weeks. UFC 278 is a smart business decision. I get it. He's 35. Amanda's 34. So they're kind of in that safe wavelength. Um, yeah, the record's unbelievable, right? 20 and 1. 20 and 1. But that's just kind of, you know, UFC, even 2018, guys. Um, 2017, he's fighting Sergio Morales, Emil Weber Meek. You know, like he he's not he's not in that area, right? Warley Alves. Alexander Yokovlov, uh, you know, I'm not really sure. He won the Ultimate Fighter. He's got a couple of great young wins with Us with Edwards and Strickland. 2017 for Strickland, 2015 for Edwards. So he gets um, immense credit for there. But it really starts with that Damian Maya win, UFC Fight Night 2018. So we got Maya, RDA, and then he uh, Woodley for the championship. Maya, RDA, Woodley. Okay, so now he's the champ. He defeats Covington, one of the great fights of all time, too, by the way. Covington fights Usman on the short notice on Fight Island, defeats Gilbert Burns, fights Us- uh, Masvidal again post-pandemic in Jacksonville, and just defeats Kobe Covington. Okay, so people complain. Like, people, when they say Habib Nurmagomedov, they say Habib Nurmagomedov's is short. They say his his at the top, right? His peak at, when to dominate the the brand, the division UFC. They say Habib is uh, short. Habib is twenty nine and zero. Gaethje, Poirier, and Connor hell of a run, right? But Al Quinta, Barbosa, Michael Johnson, uh, RDA. You know this is a five year, yeah, like a five year run. Yeah, he didn't fight multiple times a year a lot, but like that's a longer run to me. Usman's run is. Woodley was 2019, and we're in 2022. We have two Covingtons, two Mazadals, and a Gilbert Burns. Like, we're not trying to – there's no tear down here. The Kamar Usman right now, I, I even say it, and you guys know this. I am a Jorge Gamebred Mazadal guy. But pound-for-pound pound fighter in the world right now, I think it is Kamar Usman. Volkanovski's nipping at the uh, at the tip. I think um, uh, the style bender Israel Adesanya's nipping. Um, but pound for pound, yeah. If you want to say Usman, there's no argument at all coming from me. But to throw him for Dana White to say Kamar Usman right over Amanda Nunes, and he didn't go with the George St. Pierre. He didn't go with the Herbie Nurmagomedov. He didn't go with, um, you know, when you say those guys, not a lot of people argue. There's not a lot of arguments against them. They've had their own individual runs. They're kind of all-timers. I think every every mixed martial artist fan puts them, both of those guys in their top five, top seven all-time. Like, there's just no argument. You just slide them in there. There's a respect factor. But I haven't heard um, Usman. I really haven't heard all-time. I think right now he's the pound-for-pound guy. He's trying to be the pound, the greatest welterweight of all time over uh, George St. Pierre, right? That's kind of like in the works. But when you hear GOAT, have you ever heard of Kamar Usman? So I thought when Dana said that, that just jumped at me. Covington, Masvidal, Burns, Masvidal, Covington, Woodley. That's a good six. That's a good six straight wins in a row. Let me go through this. I know you guys are going to be like, I'm not trying to be just prisoner of the moment for Amanda Nunes, but I just think she deserves to easily be in that conversation and to hear the rundown. So Amanda Nunes just defeated Juliana Pena, lost her before that. 
Megan Anderson and the phenom Felicia Spencer, one of the greatest fighters of all time. Shout out, Fee. Um, honestly, before that, Holly Holm, like what top five, top seven greatest female fighter of all time. Before that, how about a 51 second demolition uh, of Chris Cyborg? Cyborg is arguably easily in Mount Rushmore in every female conversation, defeats Cyborg. Pennington. How about Valentina Shevchenko? Ronda Rousey. Misha Tate, the main event of UFC 200. Before that, again, Valentina Shevchenko. Sarah McMahon, G GDR again. So my argument is Usman, I feel what, what Amanda Nunes has done with the Ronda, the Valentina, um, Holly Holm and Misha, Cyborg, and now this newer generation. Now she's now she's running through Pena, Phenom, Megan. She's running through the the new core, and that's like to me Kamar Usman defeating in the next two two to three years, Yuri Perhazic, um, Alex, Alex Piera. Who's one of the best welterweights in the world? Uh, Hazma Chemaev. Like, he has to go. Um, like, all the, there's a, I think there's four or five unbelievable, undefeated welterweights on the come up. Amanda has defeated, I, you could argue, the top three greatest female fighters outside of Amanda Nunes Rousey, Shevchenko, and Cyborg. I think I'm me saying that. I don't think any like Kamara Usman hasn't beat John Jones, George St. Pierre, and Habib Nurmagomedov. Like if, if if I say right now, guys, the Mount Rushmore of mixed martial arts is Bones, Pierre, Habib, and um and Pierre. Pierre, Habib, John Jones. Who am I missing? Who I'm forgetting someone I feel like. John Jones, Habib. Pierre. Yeah, just those three. It's Usman is really in a tunnel of the welterweight vision. And with the multiple of rematches now of Edwards twice, Masvidal twice, and Covington twice, there's not this uh stretch. He hasn't defeated the old um gear, the old core, the old the old stand-up, and then he hasn't went through the the new. He hasn't went through um the the top five. I'm Chamayev really comes to my mind, but let me go. Let me go. Walter Waits. Boom. Let me try to refresh this. Like to me, Usman in the next 18, 20 months to do what Amanda has done. Like he needs to beat Chamayev, uh, Sean Brady, or Bilal. And the guy's on the come up. Yeah, you know, there's a ton of young talent. So I, I'm just, I, I guess I'm I'm really high on Amanda. I, I guess a long story short, I think all time I'm definitely higher than a lot of other people on Amanda Nunes. And especially when I heard Usman's name with Dana White, I, I took, you know, I was like, Ugh, I don't know. That rubbed me the wrong way. I really did. Um, all right, transition to this. So 
Uh, going into the night, I was high on the main event, and also I loved the co-main event. Co-main event to me was the fight I was uh, excited about the most. I thought it was going to be the best fight, and I was really high on Brandon Moreno. I think he was going to win. It was my lock of the night. I said it myself, mybookie.ag. That's four weeks in a row, guys. Brian Barberina, Lauren Murphy, um, Jack Hermanson, and now uh, Br- um, Brandon Moreno. I'm some I've been doing that more. I, I'm taking less bets and going stronger into just one or two bets, taking all the knowledge I can and feeling really good about it and running. So uh, I felt good about that fight. But, you know, in Calive and Anthony Smith, I was getting a little bit of buzz about the light heavyweight. And I I personally like the Pantasio-Alex Perez match. Uh, not, not the people didn't. I can see the numbers. I can see what the UFC puts out, other media outlets, and, of course, ourselves. I see when we put out a picture of Amanda and Juliana, and I see when we put a picture of uh, Alex Perez and Pantoja and see the difference of numbers. I, it's, I'm sorry to say it. I get that feedback, and you guys are the ones giving the feedback. You guys did not care about that matchup. Also, you didn't care about Derek Lewis's matchup either. Um, I don't know if the whole him and Texas thing has wore off. I don't know. He's lost a couple in a row. His opponent, um, Sergey, I, I, I'm not too sure why. And then didn't jive. And and I've been saying this now for months over months. I absolutely love guys. I you know, the more content the better. I'm that guy. I love their stuff fight every Saturday night. I am a huge contender series guy. You know that the first contender series was on Tuesday night. Be Joe Pfeiffer, hashtag that. And now we're gonna have one literally tomorrow. I, I I'm all in. I love it. I just with the show coming up this week, UFC Vegas 59, and it's being the ultimate fighter with our girl Juju, uh, Usman's brothers in the co-main for the heavyweight. So you got heavyweight matchups. I know Brian Battle's on it. Let me see what else is on it real quick. I know. So I'm just wait with me about the main event. All right, here we go. So the main event is Tiago Santos and Jamal Hill. I'm going to get there quickly. What other fights are on it? I know that you really could really lean on the ultimate fighter. I, I hope that the brand is good enough to, to do that. Um, Aaron Lipsky's on it. T-Mac is on it. My guy, Brian Battle's on it. Um, oh, Vicente Luque and hands us uh, Jeff Neal. I like that too. My point is this. I feel if these fight nights are on ESPN+, Plus, they're free if you have it. I, I'm not going to hate on it if the main event is Luke or the main event is the ultimate fighter or you give a young cat. You give um, you know someone young that you – like a Terrence McKinney, a Brian Battle. You give them this limelight of the poster of the main event. And guys like Jamal Hill and Tiago Santos, who has a lot of buzz. I, I love the, like this fight a lot. This is a huge fight for the 205. Jamal Hill with his last knockout of Johnny Walker and all everything he's doing on socials. Jamal Hill has become an absolute superstar. If Jamal Hill and Santos is in the main is on the main card of UFC 277, and it's right next to Inkalive and Anthony Linehart Smith, four heavyweights fighting for one spot, fighting for uh, you know to fight Jan Blakovich or to be a, a sub for that 205 title fight, that would bring more buzz. Like that would pop the pay per view. I think a, a big deal because then they would be so well rounded. There wouldn't be any holes in it. And then on, you can add back, you can add Pantoja and Alex Perez back to this card to give it some meat and give a main event spot to a Pantoja or Vicente Luque, or like I said, the ultimate fighter of Usman or Zach. You know, I just think 
I think what they're doing is they're leaning the pay-per-view cards too much and they're making these fight night cards great, which I love, but UFC 277 wasn't full enough. It wasn't, it wasn't strong enough. Let me see. I just got that UFC 278. Let me see this. Okay, here we go. So we got Usman and Edwards. The co-main is Costa versus Rockhold. To be bluntly honest, eh, I, I like Inkalaev and Anthony Lionheart-Smith more than that. That was the first fight in the last card, who I heard the card was weak. And then you got Aldo and Marab, which I love. I love. I'm huge on that fight. I don't know if they are, if the MMA world is. I'm huge on it. Uh, we got Tambora versus Romanov. Really cool um, heavyweight matchup. Main card on a pay-per-view. I don't know. And then Tyson Pedro, uh, Pedro versus Harry Hunsucker. That's on the pay-per-view? Like, come on, guys. Like, tell me Jamal Hill and Santos can be on that pay-per-view. That could have really popped it. It's just, to me, when you're on a UFC pay-per-view, I think the fight nights are for the younger fighters to pop the uh, patties, the battles, um, the Shavkats, all these guys to pop the Terrence McKinney's, the Drew Dobers. They pop on these fight nights. They make themselves into a big name, a brand, a win streak. And then you, then you put them on a pay-per-view main card. That's my two cents. I think the pay-per-view main cards are becoming a little bit too watered down. I think they're giving you a main event. They're thinking they're giving you a co- but at 278, you're saying the co is Costa and Luke Rockhold? To me, the co is definitely, in my eyes, the fight of the, could be the fight of the whole night, is uh, the people's main event is going to be Marab versus Jose. I love that fight. And then the, the two fights before that aren't pay-per-view um, main card caliber. They're just not. That's just the honest guy's truth. Uh, uh, I'm just giving you guys the skinny right now. That's the truth. So there we go. I gave you 20 minutes. I want to be close. It was mainly about Amanda Nunes. She deserved it. Hats off to Brandon Moreno. We're going to see that a fourth time, guys. Figueredo Moreno 4 will happen. He wants to happen in December. I like that. I like that. I hope they're both good. Uh, I would love to get that in before the end of the year. Like, it really kind of puts – it kind of cleans up that division, right? It really puts a tie with what we're at right now. We're, we're going into August, and to see Moreno fight now in the end of the year – That'd be a big, big statement. So um, there we go. UFC 277, the books. We're moving on. Ultimate Fighter Vegas 59. Uh, we're talking to probably, hopefully, maybe Juju this week. Our guy, Eddie Martinez, will be giving us an all-access into PFL New York. The playoffs start uh, this Friday. They're back. ESPN Plus, New York City. Fight Ash will be all over it. But like I said, guys, I'll, it'll be a leaner week for me. Make sure you catch the Contender Series on Tuesday. Make sure you catch Ben and Bananas. I think we're going to go live on that Tuesday night on Facebook, so check in with us on that Tuesday night live, Ben and Bananas. And that's it, guys. I'm out. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you had a great weekend. Hopefully your July was as good as mine. And um, that we're rolling into August. Let's just keep rolling. All right, guys. Stay bananas. Have a good day. Have a great Monday. And uh, hats off to the greatest female fighter of all time, and now one of the top five greatest mixed martial artists ever, Amanda Nunes.